0: perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way,
1: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: Alright, alright, this is the I Am Rapport Podcast, the first ever best of the I Am Rapport Podcast BGM, before G Moody. Alright, this is the best of the I Am Rapport Podcast before G Moody, aka the Black Ed McMahon came and joined me as the official co-host of the I Am Rapport Podcast. So this is some of the funniest, best, most interesting stuff that we did here at the I Am Rapport podcast in the very beginning, and I hope you get a kick out of it. I hope you enjoy it. For those of you, uh, those of you who've heard it before, it just it, it, it ages like a fine wine. For those of you who've never heard uh, some of the early podcast, uh, it's gonna blow your fucking mind. All right, it's gonna blow your fucking mind, blow your eardrums, and uh, let's get into it right now. The I Am Rappaport Stereo, Stereo podcast. podcast Live. Live. You're down with Bradford Port. Yes, I am. He's down with rapperport Yes, I am. He's down with Port. Yes, I am. He's down with Port. Yes, I am. You better tune in. I am Rappaport.com. Cause every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set, a season vet with True Town. Catch him on his way to CrossFit, rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track cause he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert, Robert De, Niro, De Niro line, line of the, of the week. week. Breakfast of champions, toasted bagel, cream, cream cheese, and lock. This is I am rapperport The show never stops. We might catch him out. Public stretching his knees, but if you don't listen to the show, yo, wiggle, please. I'm gonna do a verse of the week, Michael Rappaport. This is Michael Rappaport, and my verse of the week is I'm gonna pick Halftime by Nas. And the reason why I'm gonna pick Halftime by Nas, I mean, Nas is one of my favorite MCs. Nas is he's so good for so long. And I mean, you know, he's just he's just one of the best. So the first verse from halftime plays in the opening credits of my of a film I did, the first movie I ever acted in, Zebrahead. And so I always felt like, you know, I always felt like that was like the first time most people heard Nas and that's the first Nas single. If you didn't hear anything before that, he was on a song called uh, Live at the Barbecue. But the first time a lot of other people heard him was on Halftime, which was in the opening credits of a film I did called Zebrahead, which was the first film I ever did. This is 1992. So I'm such a fucking hip hop head. And then I knew live at the barbecue probably before I got zebrahead. I don't know the timing, but I feel like it came out in the spring of I think ninety one. I don't fucking know, but I heard that Nas was going to be on the soundtrack from from MC Search. We're going to get MC Search on here. That's going to be a fucking good ass podcast. I'm going to get MC Search on here. We're going to that motherfucker's got history in hip hop, so. He produced the soundtrack. Anyway, the opening credits, Nas, halftime. Before a blunt, I take out my fronts. Then I start to front. Matter of fact, I'd be on a manhunt. You couldn't catch me in the streets without a ton of reefer. That's like Malcolm X catching a jungle fever. Now, right there, you're like, oh, fucking shit. That fucking line, that's like Malcolm X catching the jungle fever. Shut it down right there. Stop. You like whoop. You press pause and you're like, what the fuck was that? That's four, that's four sentences. Four fucking sentences. He shut the whole shit down. And and Nas was like twenty one. Twenty, some shit like that, maybe nineteen. So right there you were like you had some fucking serious shit on your hands. The rest of the verse, too king poetic, too much flavor, I'm major. Atlanta ain't braver, I pull a number like a sky pager. That's some shit right there. Because I'm an ace when I face the base, 40 side is the place that is giving me grace. Now I wait, another dose you might be dead. And I'm a Nike head. He said I'm a Nike head. I'm a Nike head. Right there, you're like, oh shit. This is in the first verse, this whole thing. I'm going slow. This is like taking, this is happening fast. It's happening like, there's a beat. I'm fucking breaking this shit down, and I'm a Nike head. Shut it down. I probably skipped some shit that for other people in that past three or four lines that other people might find as like, I'm just going over the shit that stuck out with me. And then he said, I wear chains that excite the feds. Ain't a damn thing gonna change. I'm a performer, strange. So the mic warmer was born to gain. Nas, why did you do it? You know you got the mad flute. Yo, I'm reading this shit and I can't even do it. That's how fucking good it is. It doesn't mean I can't read. This is some fucking, I know you oh, no, you can't read. I can read. But the wordplay is so stupid that it, it, it's, it's so ill that you. it's hard to even read it. You gotta be flowing on the shit. Nas, why did you do it? You know you got the mad fat fluid when you rhyme. It's halftime. Fuck, man. So that's my verse of the week. Halftime by Nas. Shit is crazy. All right, this is the best of BGM before G. Moody, before Gerald Moody joined officially the I Am Rapport podcast. And uh, we're coming right back great sneakers is the first sneaker brand from brooklyn new york greats is a direct to the consumer sneaker brand that's redefining the sneaker business they eliminate the middleman to save the customer money by selling to you at greats.com i'm telling you these sneakers are comfortable stylish and made with premium materials check out all the sneakers at greats.com and you could save 20 percent off when you use the promo code RAP, R-A-P, that's RAP, R-A-P. Go to greats.com. Guys like Marshawn Lynch and Kevin Durant also endorse great sneakers, all right? Marshawn Lynch just came out with the Beast Mode sneaker made exclusively by greats.com, all right? Made by great sneakers. Go to greats.com and save 20% by using the promo code R-A-P. Trust me, stylish, comfortable, low-key, flashy, but not too flashy, greats.com. Go to greats.com. I refer to the mountaintop as so Dean <laughs> Collins played my son. And, 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 and for some reason, every fucking where I went after filming Dean Collins from the ward home would show up. I get the invite. I, 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 I wasn't get great. Him in, so, so, so I would take him places. So let's go over the top three mountaintop moments that Michael Rappaport has given to Dean Collins over the years. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. we, we, we actually haven't worked together in quite a long yeah it's quite a been, long time but the mountain yeah. keeps coming it's it's still there so what the mountain was number one there. mountaintop top? Okay. I got you into a club and ho- okay say- okay <laughs> well
1: okay so here's the top three top three number one yes meeting Leonardo DiCaprio and having an hour conversation with him at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood that was number one
0: that was number one I hooked that up
1: pre inception Pre Wolf of Wall Street. He was Street. doing Inception. All right, that's he was impressive. just doing it. That's that was pretty impressive. that was
0: uh, a um, fanboy and, moment. And I'll bet you, if we asked Leonardo about the the mountaintop moments in his life, he would be like, "When I met when that I kid, met Dean, Dean Collins, Collins with Michael
4: Rapport." I don't know. I mean, you really think that? Fuck what yeah, do you mean, he would, you would say that.
0: Like, why wouldn't that be like an important thing? Like, he got to meet Dean Collins. I mean, and, well, I'm sure he's probably still yeah, right. fucking thinking about that shit.
4: Yeah, you're giving me very confused faces. Yeah, because yeah. I'm. Con- that's that's number years. one. We'll let the pot. Anyway, the pot let's people go to number two. We'll let the pot decide. people decide. Right. Hey, wait,
0: but wait, but just <laughs> yeah. to
4: just to mention something really quick, but, you know, Dean and I have had a conversation about <clears throat> who takes him to the mountaintop more. Oh, so this is all. Oh, this is like, oh, yeah, no, the, that's, the way, that's dude, a real conversation. This has been too. like a real deal. Okay, you know. so maybe
1: I'll do the <laughs> thing in our. Relationship. <laughs> I'll do the top three with Michael and oh, the yeah, top three and with you'll well, yeah. Let the people decide. People decide who takes him right. Okay.
4: Okay. All right. That's because I've been cool. telling him I take him to the mountaintop. Fuck all right. That, and That's Logan. bullshit. All right. Number know? one is fucking I, Leo know, at the Roosevelt yeah. with a lot of girls yeah. around. Lots of. Girls. I take him to this. I summit Mount Fuji. You know. Okay. I don't know what mountain you're going to.
0: Oh, I'm going to wow. fucking Mount Vesuvius. This is Mount Vesuvius. I just learned I about know. Mount Vesuvius. I just Vesuvius. learned about
4: that. Hey, I learned about too. Mount
0: Vesuvius this week. My uh, my sixth grade love. son he. Uh, yeah. Had to do a paper in English on Pompeii, so a okay. little city in Italy. So you
1: must be learning from your school. I am going actually,
0: my kids in the sixth grade and the yeah. ninth grade, I am actually getting educated from that. Like, it's like, I'm, I'm not being funny. I'm, I'm totally, I, you think yeah. I knew what the fuck Mount Vesuvius was before I ex- Tuesday?
1: You got to explain it to me after the podcast. I think, I, I
4: think a sixth grade education now is probably, you know, equivalent like to. Like 11th, 12th grade. 11, yeah, maybe sure. even college in yeah. the 70s. For sure. It's I'm learning some shit. Like, okay, it's geometry. Listen, I'm sorry. I, we Let's adding fractions
0: Let, Okay the number two mountain. Hear about algebra and, Number two mountaintop moment okay, That th- Michael Rappaport brought you to Over the years Number two I, I just w- said number two mountaintop right, moment but I like it when I say okay, it Okay go I go fucking And then go. add the sound effect Dean, like, Dean Number Dean. two Dean Okay Dean, Don't This is my fucking podcast It's my fucking show you This, is our, me a three-way, so, the, you, this is our first three way So What do you This is our first three way um okay. Podcast live here at the I am Rappaport podcast Right So
1: yeah Go ahead Number two, go. So when I would say when we were doing the Ward Home back in two thousand and seven, yeah, the my, now defunct, the now defunct Ward Home hit show
0: back then. Those motherfuckers that canceled yeah. us. That was fuck, fun. Fuck you. That's more. That's that? good for the career. Yeah, say fuck you. That's Dean Collins saying that. I didn't listen. Say if it. I'll never be on, sure I'll never either. be on. You see, he, he owns, the
1: and that's fine. Okay, I'll be okay. You just got
0: fucking blacklisted off. I do what the fuck I want. I keep it real for my (laughs) listeners. You know what I'm saying? All right, was running at the time. Dean just said, "Fuck you." So now you're. Oh, he was running president of the whole. He basically was the button pusher on canceling the war at home. Yeah. Oh wow. Exactly. You people that want to send your ears. in. What do you mean, you people? The thousands and thousands (laughs) of people that want to send their ears in. Yeah. Send it to find. No, sorry. Send your fucking so, ears. Maybe fuck they'll bring it. back the Ward Home on. on, on that uh... would be great. Okay, get to okay, the second. Okay, so number two, number two. Because um, I can't Oceans, wait to compare. Oceans
1: Thirteen to... was uh, filming right next to us on. Uh... Paint the
0: picture. We're on radio here. You got to paint the.
1: picture. Okay. Okay. So we were on the Warner Brothers lot. We we're shooting the defunct Ward Home show for Fox and Ocean's 11 13 they're on the third one we're filming across from us and Michael was like oh you know I'm I'm friends with Brad Pitt I'm friends with George Clooney all the dudes on the sh- on the on the set and uh you know let's just go and see what's up and so we walked into the stage and Michael was greeted um with open arms and we got to watch a scene with um the late great Bernie Mac Bernie Mac um Don Cheadle, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Elliot Gould, Elliot Gould Gould was there and I was tripping out over this. Was Brad Pitt there? He was being filmed and then we went into Brad Pitt's trailer because he wanted to say hello and he wasn't there. And then you stole shit. What did you take out of his fucking trailer? I didn't take anything. You fucking, we went into Brad Pitt's
0: trailer and what did you take? Like a fucking soda or something and you're like, oh, I'm never going to drink this, but I'm going to keep it. That soda
1: belongs to Cool Shades 42 on eBay. now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so that was a big mountaintop, but it would have been like, whoa, if Brad Pitt actually came into the
0: trailer. So anyway. And caught you stealing shit out of his trailer. Whatever. You could look at it however you want. And did you, but, who did, so who did you get to meet as a young child? I'm like I'm bringing you to, like, right. so that day, who did you get to meet? Right. I met nobody. What the fuck? You didn't, we met, we saw Clooney, right?
1: We saw him and he was playing basketball, and he wanted to play me again. He wanted to play you, and I couldn't play him. You said, you said, you said, hey Clooney or some shit. I don't call him Clooney or whatever the hell you. I call him GC.
0: But only people that know him really good call him GC.
1: So how how did you hear that then, huh? How did you hear that people who know him really well call him GC? Come on, Dean. You saw me call him GC. Okay. And then then we did a secret
0: handshake, didn't we?
1: Yeah. And it was really funny because after that handshake, he's like, oh, he's like, you want to play me in basketball or is your elbow hurting too much? And then he he rubbed his elbow and then you didn't have any response and that I didn't meet him. It was just kind of that. And so that was a two mountaintop.
4: Okay. That's number two. So that's pretty fucking good, Logan. I think it's, yeah. I don't know if it really compares to. Okay.
0: We'll get to you. No, no, no. to you. And. and lo- we'll get to Logan in a minute. Yeah, okay, in right. the mountaintop moments what the fuck you're doing? Yeah.
4: We'll Sip your coffee. You, yeah, yeah,
0: I'm what listening. What kind of coffee is that? It's, is that from the place on uh, Melrose Place?
4: No. No, I know that place, the mustache place, huh?
0: Yeah, like like it's like a she- where is it some no, underground like no, cool no, no, Hollywood.
4: No. Where'd no. you get that fucking this coffee from? This is uh, that place on La Brea. It's I think it's called um, the Sycamore Kitchen. Never even heard of it. Like you, you need sure? like, yeah, like right. is there like a, like a wink or like a special
0: card to get in? Are I paid no, it's it's not paid public a
4: to advertise no. on your Fuck. show. Man. No, it's actually just good good old coffee. Wait, it's called, it's called it's Brea. What is it called? Uh, Sycamore Kitchen. Man. We maybe you we get good. a sponsorship hey, from I Sycamore, I Sycamore Kitchin, Kitchen. Yeah, their Sycamore blueberry kitchen. bananas are yeah. fantastic. Yeah, they have apple blueberry bananas.
1: Yeah, they have apple brand muffins. They got a lot of stuff. Yeah,
0: they might they might they might want to sponsor the show. I have a lot of sponsors. I have a lot of people, by the way, that want to sponsor the thing. I don't have any sponsors yet yeah. for the podcast. But... Nothing, huh? Yeah. Do you have any listeners? Yeah, Like a lot on of people the, like... like it's charted. Like it's somewhere in like between five hundred thousand and like the unknown where's
1: where's the phone for like the listen if i say
4: do hey, we need to go to the we... itunes store to buy to download this oh, we'll talk about Good. that there actor. you go yeah the we don't need to talk there, about that. logan now, <laughs> that's what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> really high five that that's great.
0: fucking sick yeah, yeah you need to go to the itunes store yeah and you look up all you got to do you, you don't even have to go to the iTunes. if you just punch in on the internet i am rapaport yeah. it'll take you where the fuck it needs to but take let's say you. i don't want to go
1: to the internet i want be i'm be on like yo i'm on itunes now and like i want to go to podcast is this on youtube no, we'll it's fucking
0: podcast. I got sponsors that are, oh, that are shit. trying to he, He's he's,
1: he's oh, smiling. Man. He
4: goes, "Is this on YouTube? Like have you done a movie before? Or like are you just doing a web series? Like are you only doing the podcast?" No, I don't I honestly, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I want to know where I can find this podcast. Fuck you, yeah, Logan. Oh no, it's also awesome in your podcast. On iTunes, time. on iTunes in the
0: podcast section. So oh, this is great. Oh, so man, Logan just came off
1: a movie right. with Brad Pitt and then you're
0: doing podcasts. <laughs> Well, I introduced, I did a movie with Brad Pitt once and, 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 and then I ran into him once and he still remembered me. Right. So Michael did the movie True Romance with, with Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. This was
1: in his heyday before BP was BP. And no, and he I, was BP. He wasn't though.
0: He was fucking Brad Pitt
1: motherfucker. Like when he was, he was like, when he got to California, he was Brad Pitt. Yeah. Do you like that? I'm like arguing with you
0: and I wasn't born yet. Kind of a thing. <laughs> you weren't born. What year were you born? 90. No, it was in 95. I think.
1: Yeah, what you true romance,
0: about? classic Damn, movie. How old were you, like, 25, 30... 26? Now I wasn't thirty, motherfuckers. Nineties in my twenties. Oh. Okay, <laughs> don't fucking start that bullshit. Okay, so let's get back. Okay, so number the number three, three mountaintop moment where, where that Michael Rappaport took Dean Collins to is what? We, there's so many, but to, there's to there's scale, a lot actually. And I'm yeah, trying to really think. Yeah. I, go ahead. Maybe okay.
1: Uh, going back to the Ward home, the now defunct Ward home. Uh, yep. we had a rap party. Out in Hollywood, and uh, you know we were just like we were over it, kind of a thing. No offense to the cast and crew, but we, you we know were me and Michael, we were over it, and we were like, let's get the limo, yeah, let's go to the club, yeah, Like let's yeah. get, let's have some real fun now. To you know, what I mean? club, to, yeah, we and like that was when like it was the club, and now it's like 50 oh, cent like song was cool. right, yeah, it was definitely like, da you da could club. find me in the club and B- bottle full of bub. I, I got bitches, the I got what you need to me. Go ahead. So <laughs> we went out. Went to the club and, mind you, I was fifteen or sixteen. That's at this called time. fucking juice, bitch. That's called juice, bitch. And we <laughs> That's weren't <called> illegal, bitch. <laughs> That's yeah. called illegal. And back then, um, we it was the hottest club back then. It was called Privilege, which is now fourteen.
0: It's that shit on Sunset yeah, near sunset, Crescent Heights.
1: Sunset and Crescent Heights. You
0: could see it from the studio if you looked out the window of this exclusive studio we're in right here. And the best part about it was
1: the girl who was on the show at the time, Zoe DiStefano, was having a lot of problems getting in, and she was about to turn 21 in a week. And they were really scanning her ID. And, I, and you know, I walked in with Michael. I just walked right past the dude, 15 years old. And, and I think the best moment of that Fuck, whole night yeah. was when... I was in the club, we had the table, and I found myself dancing with somebody probably twice my age. And <laughs> I remember and, that shit. And I'm dancing and I'm with her. All up and on that butt. All of a sudden all I look to, to my right and Michael is is dancing with another girl right next to me. And we kind of just gave each other that high five. That shit was classic. Hey, like, this ain't father and son no more. Like, now we've kind of went into that, like,
0: friendship land. Yeah, like we're at the fucking club. Yeah. And you were 15. Yeah. Logan, you're fucked. All right, this episode of the Iron Rapport podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building a dope-ass website today at squarespace.com. And if you enter the promo code Rapport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, At checkout, you get 10% off. Squarespace is a state-of-the-art technology to ensure security and stability so your online presence and your online information is safe and secure. Millions of people literally use Squarespace. Starts at 8 bucks a month and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Start your free trial today with no credit card needed. Go to squarespace.com and make sure you use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to save 10% off. Everybody needs an online presence, and this is the easiest, simplest, cheapest, and most secure way to start that, all right? Trust me, if I could do it, you could do it, because I don't uh, want to be politically incorrect, but even a a mentally challenged dog could figure it out. It's that easy, it's that simple, it's that user-friendly. Go to Squarespace.com and remember to enter the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, when you check out and get 10% off. This is the I Am Rappaport Podcast and this is Michael Rappaport. One of my segments that my team of craftsmen, scientists, and writers have come up with is something I'm very proud about. The name of the segment is Wigga Please. All right, we're going to be discussing current events, past events, future events. And if I don't like it, you get a Wigga Please. If I'm flabbergasted, you get Wigga Please. If I'm confused, you get Wigga Please. If it's more than one person, you get Wigga's Please. My first Wigga Please goes to this weekend in Los Angeles. An African-American woman and a Caucasian man, apparently is an actress, were caught. I don't know. They were accused of having sex. They said they were making out. The couple said they were making out. Police officer came because people were watching them. Apparently, it was a door open in their car. They were on the street during the day. Police officer was accused of pulling them over, saying that she was a prostitute. Police officer said that he was just pulling them over because they were freaking off in the middle of the day. I don't know if you heard the, 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 the audio of her being arrested, but I have a little clip of the audio of her being arrested.
1: Daddy, Daddy, can you, on you? Second? Oh, a second? Hold picture. on, hold on. Excuse me. What's, what's the issue?
3: Somebody Wait, called the police saying that yeah. there was lewd acts in the there's
4: car. There's no happening. Does doesn't it matter, I have we're, to ID you. We're not doing anything.
3: Somebody called. I'm on the
1: phone with my dad. This is my boyfriend. Okay, I want to see your ID.
0: Somebody called, which means gives me the right to be here. So my first Wigga, please, goes to the police officer. Why are you going to fuck up a good thing? If they want to freak off during the middle of the day, let them freak off during the middle of the day. Wigga, please. Why are you interrupting that shit? If people are watching it and you're getting a free show, in the 80s that was called a peep show. You had to pay 10, 25 cents for that. Now you can't even do it. Wigga, please. Somebody called. I'm
1: on the phone with my dad. This is my boyfriend. Okay,
0: I want to see your ID. Somebody called, which means gives me the right to be here. So So it gives me the
2: right to identify you by law. Do
4: you know how many times I've been called the cops? for being that, black, that is not, because we're blocking you's
2: right and he's that, white. That, I'm just that, being really
3: sweet. honest sir. I don't
2: who brought up a race card
3: why I'm bringing it up because I had not said nothing right about you being black. black.
2: and I have every right and, to I, ask your ID. and I have every right
1: to say no and if you'd like to No you to, do not have like every to right to say it, no you can take me down to the court office and I can make a scene about it No. and you know what I have
3: no. a
2: publicist
1: and I'm
3: working as a I'm mildly interested am mildly interested
2: you have a publicist but I'm going to get your ID if no
1: daddy I I can't believe it like
0: Sweetheart, you're getting arrested. The police officer doesn't want to hear from your daddy. He doesn't care about the story of your life, the plight. Sweetheart, you're getting arrested. Whip out your goddamn ID. We don't care if you got a publicist. We don't care about any of that shit. Wigga, please. And second of all, where's your man? this dude that you're out there at least if they weren't making out there was at least a hand job situation going on. I don't know where the guy is that you were giving the hand job to and listen I have nothing against a good hand job all right I feel like it's the safest form of sex everybody's happy, it's clean, it's safe, it's casual you know that's a whole other segment but but I, I'm very I'm a strong proponent of hand jobs but sweetheart. Apparently this is an actress. She was in Django Unchained. Wigga, please. Yo, you're being arrested. All right, you were freaking off during the middle of the day in public. Your door was open. Apparently, yo, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. So you get a wigga, please. Your boyfriend, who I'm sure I'm assuming I'm not. This isn't a fact, but I'm I'm assuming there was at least some finger popping and or a hand job going on. You both get Wigga Please. All right, so you're getting how this works. You act crazy. You do some dumb shit. You get the Wigga Please. Second one goes this weekend in Times Square in Manhattan. The middle of Times Square. If you've never been to Times Square, it's like Disneyland, or it's like Hollywood Boulevard. Motherfucking Spider-Man and Batman got into a fight. Two characters that were, were... in costumes, you know, trying to get tips for taking pictures and doing bullshit poses. Started fighting. Batman and Spider Man. Apparently, you know, it was a turf war. Batman said to Spider Man, "I'm gonna fuck you up, Batman." No, Spider Man said to Batman, "I'm gonna fuck you up, Batman." And then Spider Man uh, grabbed his ass. I don't know what that was gonna happen. And then, and then, and then Spider Man. Fucking was like, yo, don't grab my ass. And then he, he whipped out his silly string and he sprayed Batman with his silly string. Wigger, please. Yo, <laughs> dude, my man, what the fuck is wrong with you two? First of all, these guys in these costumes, none of them are even physically fit enough to be wearing these costumes. Okay, so if you're not physically fit enough to be wearing a Spider-Man or a Batman costume, if you're not cock diesel, shut it down. All right? It's not fair to you. It's not fair to the kids. Second of all, yo, silly string? Like, what the fuck? Third of all, here's a rule for all these characters out there. Spider-Man, Batman, Dora, all you people. You got to cover your loaf. All right? You got to put some kind of cock piece on because seeing a, a, a Spider-Man impersonator with his loaf dangling around and he doesn't have a proper jock strap or some kind of cock piece or, or a cup. It's not cool, man. And, and it's frightening to little children. So just off of that, you should be arrested and get some sort of summons. But you two assholes fighting and Batman referring to each other as Batman and Spider-Man. Like actually calling each other the names of the characters. please. Wigger, please. Wigger, please. Batman and Spider Man, wiggle please. Cut that shit out. You act crazy, you do some dumb shit, you get the wiggle please. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. And hey, yo, we keeping our eyes open for them people while out. Wiggle please is what we scream and shout. You better act right before we put your shit on blast. Do yourself a favor, try to have a little class. Cause Mike rapping will ain't having it. Nah. So save yourself from the embarrassment Think before you talk or just keep your mouth shut Cause this is I Am Rappaport and we don't give a what So if you lose your cool, you get wiggle please If you acting a fool, you get a wiggle please If you violent like an idiot, wigger please If you acting all ignorant, you get a wiggle please If you don't listen to this new shit, you get a wiggle please And if you do something stupid, you get a wig please what the, fuck? what the fuck is wrong with you? I will start are you doing? with my please. first... Raging Bull line, my first Raging Bull quote, or it might morph into De Niro line of the week or the Al Pacino line of the week, sponsored by, that'll be fucking sick, babe, I want to find a sponsor for the Al Pacino or Robert De Niro line of the week, is brought to you by 1-800-DA-DA-DA-DA-DA-DA, yeah, I'm looking for sponsors, who wants to sponsor my Robert De Niro line of the week, where I do... Or a guest does their favorite line from a Robert De Niro film. And then we discuss that line and the film. Who wants to be that sponsor? So my first favorite line from Robert De Niro is from Raging Bull. And it is. Judges didn't know. Who knows what happened with them? People knew. And you thought I was messing around. You know when I mess around? I get that championship belt. Yeah, so what? The girl goes, yeah, so what? I love that line. Judges didn't know, the people knew. The judges didn't know, the people knew. If that's not a fucking metaphor for life, in Raging Bull, the first eight minutes of the movie, the judges didn't know, the. Pe- you know what that means? That means fuck authority. That means fuck people that think they know everything. That means fuck fucking critics, that means fuck your fear, fuck, your, fuck that little inner voice in you, and go for it. The judges didn't know, the people knew, and you thought I was out there messing around. Okay? Great, great advice from Jake LaMata, played by Robert De Niro, in my favorite all-time movie, Raging Bull. The judges didn't know, the people knew, and you thought I was out there messing around. Fooling around fooling around the purists are gonna be like you don't know the movie I'm going off the cuff here and you thought I was out there fooling around and his wife played by Teresa Saldana still don't know his wife's name in that movie You've seen it at least a hundred times she goes yeah so what I'll fool around and get that championship belt that's when I fool around ladies and gentlemen that is the first Robert De Niro line of the week that was done by me if you couldn't tell I morphed into Robert De Niro there I know my impression is impeccable, but that was actually me. I know you thought I was playing a clip from the actual movie, but that was me. And that was the Robert De Niro line of the week. You know when um there would be like uh when voicemail first came out, you know, and you'd have like a voicemail, like an automatic voicemail, not the voice message machines, you know, like it was a machine, but when it was like became like a digital thing, I my message would be from Al Pacino or from De Niro, it'd be a line. And and this line. For this week, the Al Pacino, or a.k.a. the Robert De Niro line of the week, but it's Al Pacino. I know I sound confusing. It's from The Godfather, part two. And it is after they tried to shoot up the Corleone house. And this is the scene when Al Pacino confronts Frank Pantangeli because he, he knows that fucking Frank had something to do with trying to have him killed at his home and shot it up. Famous scene. Listen, if you're listening to the I Am report podcast, I expect that you've seen The Godfather Part 1, Part 2, even Part 3, because there's, there's good stuff in that, although it was disappointing. I remember I saw it Christmas Day, whatever year that was, 94, 95, 93, I don't know, but it was... Sold out. I went in there by myself. I had my hair slicked back, a la Michael Corleone. I had on my hat. And I went in there and saw it. So I expect that you've seen certain movies. Because we're, 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 we're one of a kind. We're the same kin. My listeners and me. Okay? There's certain expectations I have from you. And certain expectations you probably have from me. And I expect that all people listening to the I Am Poor podcast have seen certain movies, have eaten certain foods and have smelled certain things in life, you know? So anyway, this is the Al Pacino line of the week from Godfather Part Two, when he confronts Frank Pantangeli and he says, you heard what happened in my home? In my home where my wife sleeps, where my children come and play with their toys. Now, I don't try to act these lines out. But the thing that I love about Al Pacino and this particular scene, this particular the delivery of this line, is that he goes up. You heard what happened in my home. In my home, where my wife sleeps. And then he takes a big, long pause where my children come and play with their toys. It, it, the cadence is so good. It's like, you think he's going to flip out, and then he holds it together. Where my children come and play with their toys. That's the Al Pacino line of the week. Again, I'm not trying to perform it. I would be a fucking fool to try to perform it. I'm just delivering it. If you're playing fantasy football, I just found this app on Reddit. It's called Sleeper Bot. Sleeper Bot, B-O-T, Sleeper Bot. I highly recommend you check this out right now if you're into fantasy sports. And do yourself a favor, don't tell... The other people in your league about Sleeper Bot. All right, this 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 app it, it gives you uh, alerts and updates and injury reports and roster changes that will help you kick fucking ass in fantasy football. They were the first ones to break important information the first week of the NFL season this year. All right, there's chats and there's shit talking places on there for lunatics like myself 24 seven. It's called Sleeper Bot. All right. And it works on iOS, iPhones, Android. And trust me, check it out and enjoy all the information at sleeperbot.com. S-L-E-E-P-E-R-B-O-T. Sleeperbot.com. Check it out. You have not seen when the garden was eaten. It's very easy to find. You don't look up when the garden was eaten. You look up 30 for 30s on ESPN and, and, and you could DVR and it'll be on Netflix soon. And that's that's the information. Okay, folks. That's the information because I get a lot of people. It's 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 on TV. Like when people say, "Where can I find it?" Yo, I want to listen. I'm not a fucking Direct TV guide. All right, I'm just a guy here trying to fucking you know make it through the day. So don't be hitting me up on Twitter. Yo, where can I find this? Where you, Google that shit. Just Google it. Fucking Google it. Don't don't come to me with all that. So anyway, so so this footage of Willis Reed. Beating up the Los Angeles Lakers, I begged and pleaded, and 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 threatened to come into the NBA offices wearing knee pads, and I was ready to do what I needed to do to get this footage because we found out it existed. And David Stern, the now former commissioner of the NBA, and Adam Silver, the now commissioner of the NBA, I begged them and begged them and begged, him. and then I threatened. I said, "I'll come in there and suck you off," and I think that's what pushed it over the top. I'm kidding kidding wouldn't do that both of them are too old for me to be doing that i like anyway i'm just playing but they granted us the footage for the first time it's never been seen it's not on youtube it's probably on youtube now never been on youtube it's never no one's ever seen it nick aficionados nick nerds nick historians no one has ever seen this footage and it's in the movie and it's pretty shocking and like i said the closest thing i compare it to is the ron test. Malice at the motherfucking palace when Ron Artest got a drink thrown on of him and went into the crowd and went buck wild. And then Steven Jackson went buck wild and then fans started fighting players and players started fighting fans and fans started fighting fans. It was just a fucking, that shit's probably not on YouTube because they buried that. They want to act like that didn't happen, but it happened. And this didn't involve fans, but it involved, uh, you know, just players getting knocked the shit out of. Willis Street put them hands on everybody. And uh, one of the things that we had to cut out of the movie is when he went back to the bench, he asked the other Knicks, why didn't you guys help me? And they were like, shit, you didn't need any help. Like, he took care of the whole fucking thing on his own. True story. Got cut out of the film. You know, you make a film, you make a documentary, you got to cut things. It's called Killing Babies, Drowning Puppies. You're in love with it. This is the greatest thing since since chop Liver. Oh, we can't cut it. The movie needs it. You got to fucking cut it. You got to cut it. Some filmmaker said you got to hate the film to edit the film. You can't be in love. It can't be precious. You got to take those puppies one at a time and drown them. Drown them. Fucking drown them. If you want to drown them in a a, a bath of wine, drown them in a bath of wine. If you want it, you want it to be like religious or, but you got to get rid of those little fuckers when you're making a documentary, you can't, nothing is too precious. So there's so many, so many anecdotes in the making of when the garden was eaten, we we, we had to get rid of. But, this footage was so, sort of, shocking to see, and because it was sports footage, and the way it looks, and, and the graphic nature of it, and when the garden was eaten, we were trending on Facebook above Ebola. And it was us, the Willis Reed fight footage, Ebola, and then I think ISIS or, or the Ferguson situation. Something. Major shit. But there was a moment in time where people were more interested in when the Garden was Eden than they were in fucking Ebola. It was crazy. And that's the reason why I make films, folks. I, you know, the other day I was thinking if I was going to do top five players, I would do Magic at the point. With Isaiah coming off the bench, I would do Michael Jordan. And first, I said LeBron James, and then I said Tim Duncan, and then my fifth was Akeem. Now, you could say all the bullshit you want, okay, about Bill Russell. He's not in my first team. He's not even on my second team. Okay, he's not even on my third team. I got Kareem coming off the bench. I got Moses Malone coming off the bench. I got David Robinson coming off the bench. I didn't even mention Shaquille O'Neal. I didn't even fucking mention Shaquille O'Neal. So I pick all of those guys over the most winning basketball player in the history of the sport, Bill Russell. And if you saw when the garden was eaten, I brought that shit up right to John Havlicek's face. Sure, he didn't answer me. He ignored the fucking question. But I fucking had the balls to do it. Because you motherfuckers out there that think I'm crazy because Bill Russell, but I brought up was Bill Russell overrated, you are... Drinking the damn Kool-Aid. I just named six or seven players who I would start. Let's go over my centers. Akeem Olajuwon, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Moses Malone, David Robinson, Shaquille O'Neal. That's five. I don't need to name anymore. Five. There's, that's five centers who I'm going to start over Bill Russell. I don't need to make this argument anymore. Okay? He played against lackluster competition. I am telling you. I have an Uncle Saul. He was a power forward for the Syracuse Nets. If you saw this poor prick, you wouldn't fucking ever think that he was ever in the NBA. This is who Bill Russell was playing against. I actually don't have an Uncle Saul that's totally made up, but most of those guys looked like what I would imagine my Uncle Saul would look like. You know, I talked to Byron Scott. I tell him about the time when I got into the Los Angeles Laker room in 1983 with Arsenio Hall, and he said something about my jewelry, he said to me, yeah, you got a lot of gold chains, and I was again, he goes, you know, you're in, uh, Inglewood, so Byron Scott said, and I'm 13, I have a, I think, I mean, I think I'm, literally think I'm a combination of Michael Jackson and Eddie Murphy at this time, I have a black shirt that's zipped up, that's right, I said zipped, not buttoned, zipped, it was the 80s, zipped, motherfucker, a black shirt with a collar, so it's like a polo shirt with a zipper, but the zipper comes up the side. I remember, it's so this it's like it comes up like above the nipple, the zipper. So it's like a little square. You have like a, a zipper rectangle uh, or or square on your chest. And I had about four or five gold chains on my neck, little small ones, but four or five ones. Nonetheless, I'm 13. I'm white. I'm in the Lakers locker room. Byron Scott says to me, "I go, hey, how you doing, Byron Scott?" Like I was like, holy, I'm in the locker room. Why when you say you're in the locker room people always say were they naked? I mean no, they're not naked. They're like have their shirts on or they have their shirts off, but they're not they're not walking around naked. It's a small locker room. You know, if you want to have a sword fight, then you walk around naked. But these are, you know, who the fuck wants to have a sword fight? Jesus, let me finish my story. So Byron Scott says to me in 1983 damn, you got a lot of gold. No, I didn't say damn. A lot of gold chains. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he said, you're in Inglewood now. And I said, that's all right. I'm from New York. (laughs) I said that. I fucking said that to Byron Scott. All right. I hope you're enjoying the best of the I Am Rapport Podcast first edition. We're coming up on our 100th episode. The 100th episode is me and Danny Aiello. Me doing Danny Aiello, Danny Aiello doing Danny Aiello. And it culminates the 100th episode, which is coming up with Danny Aiello and I having an Aiello off, okay, where we do the, the final scene from Do the Right Thing, and he plays Mookie, he plays Spike Lee, and I play Danny Aiello. It's all Aiello everything. It's the am Rapport podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm tipping the scales right now about 218, all right, and I'm fucking fit. That's a fit, 6'3", all Jew everything, piece of steel. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock, I'm a fucking rock, 218, maybe 225. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? It doesn't matter. The weight doesn't matter to me anymore. It's it's the the looks, the looks I get, the shoulders, you know, the shoulders, the broad shoulders, the you know, mildly flat, sort of flabby, you know, midsection, but it's thin. You know, I don't have a six pack. I got nothing, nothing. No abs are showing. But but I'm I'm looking good. I'm looking alright, you know? And uh these little fucking broads are like couldn't weigh more than 120 pounds. So you're supposed to hang from the TRX strap like on your back, like your your head's like, you know, if you let go of the TRX strap, you're gonna kill yourself. You're definitely gonna die, or you're gonna knock yourself out, give yourself a concussion. And they're like, you know. Come on, you're the man of the class. You're supposed to be doing more. Fuck you, lady. It's a it's a female teacher, too. Fuck you, all right? I'm 220. These fucking ladies are like little toothpicks, you know? They're all fucking hopped up on coffee bean, and, and, and I don't know, man. They're pulling themselves up. I'm, like, doing three in a minute. They're like, you know, get 20 in in a minute. Fuck. Fuck off. So we do that, the kettlebell, then they have these other concoctions in there, these, I don't know, balls you could, they got medicine balls like Rocky used to use, you know, like he did it with the medicine ball. You're lifting them, you're doing push-ups on them, one-handed push-ups, two-handed push-ups. The lady's actually telling us we want to do push-ups with a clap. Do you know what would happen to me if I attempted to do a clapping push-up where you push up and then you're supposed to push yourself up, Enough in the air that you could clap. Do do you understand what would actually happen to me if if I actually attempted to do a clapping push-up? I would break my fucking face. So there's that... And, and then there's a rowing machine, and I'm good at the rowing because of my training with the CrossFit, and I'm long. So rowing, I have long arms and long legs, so I have a naturally, like what you would call a, a rower's body. I have, I'm built for rowing, so I'm good at that. So she, in front of the whole class, tells me, we need you, she's pointing at me, we need you to do 500 meters in two minutes, okay? That's like professional shit. So I'm like, all right, you want to fucking try to shame me in front of the whole class? Now, this is in the station. So we need you. You not know my name. Just pointing to the only dick swinger in there. <laughs> all right. I'm the only uh, coxman in there. So I go, all right, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. I don't want to be, you know, and these Jewish women are all like, eh, 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 eh. I start. Two minutes, I'm like, I'm going to get the fucking 500 meters. One minute, I'm good, and I'm, I'm, I'm about 260 I'm ahead of time, so I know I... But the only way I'm at 260 meters, I got one more minute to go. And this last minute is fucking all-out hell. So I'm rowing, 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 and, and I'm like, I'm going to win. And then she's like, well, Susie's going to catch up. Susie's going to... She's going to do 500 meters, too. And and so I'm like no this is my this is my moment to shine you fucking bitch this is this is me I'm this is my time So she's like 10 seconds oh Susie's going to beat you and she's not looking at what I'm accomplishing I can't talk right now because I I'm like I'm going to hyperventilate but I'm I'm on time I'm there's like 10 seconds and I'm at like 480 and then she's like 9 8 Susie got to 500 and by fucking, I got to 500 the same time Susie or Jennifer, or I don't know what the hell the lady's name was. She got to 500. So she's like, Susie beat you. Bullshit. So by the time we got to two minutes, I had like 517 meters. And this fucking Susie or, I don't know what her name was, Sarah or something, she gets all the glory. So they're like, yay. And they're all high-fiving each other and chest bumping each other, like mocking the, the 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 big guy in there. I never said I was gonna win. But but to myself I was like, I'm gonna fucking beat these broads. They're they're like five three, five four, they're all little toothpicks. I could I could do this. So that moment of glory is taken away. i it, it appears as if I lost the race, but I actually won the race and I had five hundred and seventeen meters, and this lady, I didn't even see her, they probably were lying just to make me feel like shit. Get up! I play in a season-long fantasy football league at the Stern Show, but now I am completely addicted in playing one-week fantasy football games at DraftKings.com. All right? I'm, I, I, I resisted it, but now I love it. All right, if you haven't played one-week fantasy football, go to DraftKings.com, start playing one-week fantasy football games, and you seriously have the chance to win millions of fucking dollars every single time you play. One-week fantasy football games, all right? This means every week you can play as many games as you want, create as many lineups as you want, and start turning your love of football and that quiet, humble, little, degenerate gambler in you to seriously giving you the chance to win millions of dollars. Play responsibly. I make fun, I make life, but play responsibly, have fun. You never know. It's the luck of the draw. But if you go to DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site, and use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, you get to start playing for free. Okay, check it out. I love it. In 1979, my father worked at a radio station in New York City called WKTU Disco 92. And they were originally WKTU Mellow 92, and then they switched to disco, and they went from the bottom of the charts to the top of the charts. And then the disco craze was was kicking ass, and then in 1979, he brought home an orange cover. The record had an orange cover, and he gave it to me and my brother. He said, you got to listen to this song, It's called Rappers' Delight. It's rap music. It's gonna be the next big thing. Boom, change my whole fucking life. We're gonna do something very, very special right now. This is another segment. It's the Verse of the Week, and I am gonna have my my nephew Duncan. He's going to uh, he's gonna recite the Verse of the Week, and and I'm going to uh, you know then I'm gonna talk about why it's the Verse of the Week. And uh, I'm gonna bring him on. He, he now he said he wasn't gonna be shy and fuck this up, but uh, but but, but he, just bear with me, um, and uh, just be patient with him. So we're gonna bring him, Duncan. Yeah, yeah. Come on. All right, I'm gonna get him in here. He's coming in. You ready to do this? Yeah. Okay. Well, now we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna. You're on the air now. We're we're live here. All right. So. Say hello. Hi. Duncan, don't be shy, all right? Remember we said you weren't going to be shy and you weren't uh you weren't going to you weren't going to uh, you know, get scared okay cuz you know, right now it's just you and me in here. Okay? Um
5: I hear my I hear my uh I hear my uh my myself
0: in the headphones. Yeah, I know that's because you you're talking into it. Okay, now listen. Don't don't worry about that shit now, Duncan. What we're gonna worry about now is I want you to do. We're gonna go the the, the, the song of the week. We're gonna go ignorant shit. All right, with Jay Z and Beanie Signal. You said you like that song. You 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 picked it. My 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 nephew Duncan, he picked the song, ignorant shit, which is a song that we listen to on the way to the games. He's playing flag football and basketball now, and uh, you know this is a song. He loves. He fucking didn't you? You pick the song. Yeah, I, I like that song. And um, and and you 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 uh, you're you're gonna recite the lyrics. It's a uh song off the American Gangster soundtrack. Not not much traction on this song. It's one of those songs for like the real uh the real Jigga Man fans, Jay Z, Hova. He's best. I know we love him, right? Yeah. All right. So so uh, I want you to read the lyrics. All right, so
5: just don't. But oh, I, I'm still hearing. I, I hear you in my, my headphones. I know,
0: I know you hear me in the headphones. Okay, we're gonna, you know, get into the song. Ignorant shit. Okay. All right. All right. Now go say the lyrics. But, but I, I, I don't hear, I don't hear the music. I know, I know you don't hear the music. You're just gonna say the lyrics, okay? I, I wrote them down. Say, say, you got to just say them so the people know them because people don't know all the, all the. The words to Ignorant Shit with Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel. All right. Can I go now? Yeah, just go. Okay. Do do the fucking... Do the verse, Duncan. Just do do the verse. Uh, Okay.
5: I'm so bossy. Bitch, get off me. Tricks, get off me. You can't get shit off me. That's good. I'm so flossy. No six on sprees laid back may backs don't even talk to me this is the ignorant shit you like i like that part i know that's that's a good part
0: um and i know i know i beeped out that word just 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 say n-word n-word fuck shit
5: ass bitch trick plus ice but do that line again well, I don't. I don't want to say that word. I know. Just say N word. N word. Fuck. Shit. Ass. Bitch. Trick. Plus ice. Come on. N word. Fuck. Shit. Ass. <laughs> bitch. Trick. Plus ice. I got the ig- ignorant. Ignorant. I got the ignorant shit. You love. N word. Fuck. Shit. Remember I told you that's the Spanish way to curse? Yeah. Maricón, buta, and drugs. Come on. Keep going. I got that ignorant shit you need. N-word, fuck, shit, ass, bitch, trick, plus weed. Come on. I'm only trying to give you what you need. N-word, fuck, shit, ass, bitch. You like
0: it, don't front. I was fucking rubbing elbows with Rakim Allah. Rakim. From Eric B and Rakim, some of you motherfuckers. Rakim, the God MC. I met Rakim. And, 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 and some, somehow, he knew who I was. I was literally blushing. When I met Rakim. My face, I could feel it blushing. Like I could feel my face getting warm. Like I was like meeting, I don't know. Fucking, you know, Cheryl Teagues in 1979. That's how I felt meeting Rakim last night. I took a picture with him. I posted it on Instagram. Posted it on Twitter. And Rakim looked good. And and, and I was at this this Global Spin Awards. It's this DJ... A uh, award show in New York that I didn't know what it was going to be, but they were honoring DJ Premier. Everybody from hip-hop was there. Not everybody, but a lot of humongous, influential pillars of hip-hop. DJ Red Alert, Chuck Chillout, Marley Mall, Pete Rock, Premier, Puff Daddy, Das Effects, DJ Hollywood, fucking Renee from The Mob Wives. Yeah, I said DJ Hollywood and then Renee from the Mob Wives. Who else was there? I'm forgetting a bunch. It was just, it was pillars of hip-hop. And it was just a great event. And motherfuckers were dressed in suits. They said it's a black tie event. I said, a black tie event? It's fucking hip-hop. I show up looking like a piece of shit in like a a grungy, shit-stained sweater. You know, I I looked, I didn't look up to par, but I didn't know what it was. And I had no idea that Rakim was going to be there. And I, and I... I, I, I got there at, 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 at seven. I did my little presentation at uh, 815, 830 and then I saw Rock Kim and I stayed till 11:30. and no bullshit. I just I talked to Rock Kim a little bit. was talking in circles. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. I was so nervous I, because let me let me explain something to you Rock Kim in, in, when he first came out, it would be like seeing ET. To see Rakim in real life, it would be like seeing like like a like a, like a shooting star. He was never out. Remember his lyric, "So low key that you might not see me incognito, taking it easy." That was real shit. He was like a mystery man. You never saw Rakim, so to see him and I, I to see him in real life, I, I mean, everybody was coming over to him. Everybody, when they see him, it, it, it's like an exciting thing. The I Am Rappaport Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Casper.com. It's an award-winning sleep startup. Go to Casper.com. $50 off purchase of any size mattress. Put in the code Rappaport. R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Casper Mattress in New York City. You can keep the bed for 100 nights. You could get your freak on for 100 nights. If you do not like the bed after 100 nights, you can return the mattress within 100 days. That's a guarantee. The, The bed will be delivered between two to five days anywhere in the United States and Canada. Same day delivery in New York City. We do not plug. We do not support. We do not take sponsorship from anything we have not tried and we are not passionate about 450%. If Taylor Swift is going to be the global ambassador for tourism and welcoming New York and all that shit, there is so much shit she needs to do, okay? This is how it works. Number one, and again... I would like to to help Taylor Swift become acclimated with New York as a real New Yorker, okay? Number one, I'm going to take this fucking girl. She's a girl, young girl. I don't know, 22, 23, 24, something like that. I'm going to take her on an eating tour of New York, and we ain't going to La Scala, and we ain't going to this place and that place. We're going around on the subway. Take the fucking makeup off. Put your hair in a bun, Wear some jeans and a t-shirt. Nobody's going to fucking bother you. No one will look at you. Well, she's very pretty and she looks tall. So they might bother her. They might look at her. But if she takes the makeup off and and puts her hair in a bun, wears some jeans and like a hoodie and whatever, we'll be fine. I I guarantee you we'll be fine. Let's just bring a goon. She could bring one of those goon bodyguards. I'm sure she has goon bodyguards. He could lurk in the background just in case shit gets out of hand. But I don't think anyone will even fucking notice her on the train, okay? Nobody notices me, but I ain't no Taylor Swift, okay? But I do ride the fucking train. I'm going to take her first. We're going to wake up, me and Taylor Swift. We're going to meet. I'm going to be, yo, what's up, Taylor? How you doing? No problem with you being the uh, global ambassador of tourism for New York City, Of course, it makes sense that Robert De Niro was the global ambassador of uh, New York City, and now you're the global ambassador. It uh, makes total sense. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good, Mike. Nice to meet you. All right. First thing we're going to do is we're going to go to 2nd Avenue on 81st between 82nd. This is for breakfast. Fucking take Taylor Swift. We're going to go get a fucking bagel, cream cheese and locks, toasted everything bagel, From H&H Bagels on 2nd Avenue, okay? We're going to go in there. It's going to fucking blow her mind. And she's going to eat the whole thing. And she ain't going to be allowed to go to the bathroom without an escort, okay? Because I don't want no puking. I don't want no fucking trickery. You're going to eat that shit. You're going to eat the whole thing. And you're going to fucking... You're going to fucking... I'm keeping my eye on you, all right? You're not excusing yourself from the table because you're really thin. The problem that I'm having with... Taylor Swift, is that she's too thin? She's beautiful. She's like a a, a malnourished deer, and, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking uh, you know feed her, and bring her back to life, okay? Because we need to have some meat on those bones if you're gonna represent New York and New Yorkers. So we're gonna have that bagel, cream cheese, and locks, and she's gonna be wearing sneakers. We ain't getting on no fucking Ubers. We're not taking no cabs. Then we're gonna plow around. Bang our way throughout the city. We're going to walk around. We'll make it out to Queens. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll talk. We'll chat about music, you know, and all that shit. I don't know what me and Taylor Swift. But this is around 9 in the morning. Okay, we're going to get that bagel, cream cheese, and lox. Everything bagel, toasted, with some tomatoes and some capers from H&H Bagel on 2nd Avenue. The best motherfucking bagel, cream cheese, and lox in New York City, hands down. I don't give a shit. There might be as good, but there ain't nothing better. Let's talk about hardcore punk, yeah. punk, hardcore punk. The correlation between, Toby, this is something I know you're passionate about. Because, you know, before I even fucking knew you. I know. Hardcore, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And you grew up in New York near CBG, was all that, but that was I wasn't fucking with all that I shit. I know, I know, I know. I was in D Street. <laughs> I would, and then, and then before that, I was in Dem Streets. Exactly. So, so in so, Dem. So, so tell me, explain to me, like the and and there's been mashups, but like, the, what was the first mashup between heart like, punk, and hip hop? It was like it was Onyx who brought that shit, right? Probably
3: Biohazard. Yeah,
0: Biohazard and Onyx did that, the slam remix. I was, actually, was, I was the in the dude, video actually. The dudes with Public Enemy, um, the guy Anthrax. Like, was that the first one? That was though. That's,
3: that, that's that was though. like metal, yeah. I think the okay. first hardcore band was probably Biohazard. Yeah. See, but if you asked me Or Anth- you, or, or 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 what what you guys did with House of Pain, uh, Sick, of oh, Sick of It All. Oh, Sick of It All, House of Pain was another
2: remix. Jump Around Remix was awesome.
0: Oh right. Okay, I so it's so a that copy
2: of that. It's really awesome. It's rare. The awesome. Jump
3: Around Remix? Was Sick of It All. Yeah, it's it was awesome. at the same
0: time. When did that come out later, or was when a little bit after?
3: Yeah, it, so, it, they recorded it like ten years before it ever came out. Right, like nobody would release it.
2: Oh, it was hard to get released because they are one. with they were both on major labels. It's hard to get it to be released. Political so the, shit. It's like a demo tape, though.
0: But 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 the when I learned about uh, hardcore punk rock. The, like it's the, the the culture and even like the 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 dress is so similar to hip hop. it So is and it, and the whole
3: culture is similar. It's, it's similar, so sim- but it,
0: they don't know fucking from each other. Yeah. Like if the majority of people they don't know from each. I other I think now all the genres have definitely well. Now I'm talking then. about twenty years ago. So back then, yeah, it's it's uh, not that I'm not that I'm that old. I'm twenty six, but I mean, I'm saying twenty. You know, I read the the
3: classic American hardcore band, at least East Coast, was the Bad Brains. Yeah. Right and. Those guys are black. Yeah. And that's the music that they chose to get into. You know, there's there's been other there was a Afro Punk festival in New York oh, know, right, this right. summer. Yeah. Where it was all, all black. I mean, Bad
2: brains inspired Living Color. They inspired so many bands. And know? that group that, that movie that we saw a band called Death, that fucking yeah, bugged that's another me band out. Too.
0: Did you see that movie at all? Yeah. They, they were
2: before the Bad Brains. You gotta see that. Who they, was it? A band called Death. There they invented the punk brands.
0: rock before before the Ramones. Yeah, before
2: the Ramones.
3: Straight it's cr- up. It's crazy. I mean, Straight nothing, up. I
2: know mean, nothing about a band. I saw the doc I'll send you. It's crazy. It's crazy. But so so let, let me let me break this down for you. Punk and hardcore, people say they're two separate things. I think it's the same. One's more aggressive. So when punk first came out, it was like Sex Pistols, Anarchy, you know, Fuck Your Parents, all the stuff like that. I thought it was great because it was aggressive. I could skate to it, but I didn't relate to the lyrics because I actually liked my parents. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, but fuck wait, Who everything. says that?
0: Punk or hardcore? I'm saying punk was like that. Like exploited. And punk fa- was Fuck Your Parents?
3: Hardcore became more socially conscious. Socially What's the conscious?
0: difference between punk and hardcore? That's what I'm saying. So do it in layman Do it in hip hop terms. Talk. Is it like Tribe Called Quest? and yes. MOP. Dude, I, I consider Tribe Called Quest
2: uh, the H2O of hip hop. I'm not saying I'm like that, but Tribe Called Quest and all that native tongue stuff. So it was all conscious. It was about making a difference in the world. And that's the same thing with like the is hardcore that punk
0: bands. or is that hardcore? In, ter- in terms of like. If 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 Tribe punk. If Tribe and De La were were hip were were punk bands, I'm see I'm this is what the, like exp- you, you know what I'm okay. trying to say. They were about
2: positivity and unity and making the world a better place. Okay. Right? Yes. And then you got bands like Seven Seconds and Gorilla Biscuits and Youth of Today and these bands who were about the same thing back then. A lot of stuff was really tough and rugged from the streets, which is great. It had great lyrics and and we I love those bands. But but then there was some other bands who were more conscious. They weren't about fuck your parents. They were like, let's go vegetarian.
0: Let's like do who do something pause you of today,
2: Gorilla, Gorilla biscuits. biscuits,
3: Underdog, you know, and Minor Threat
2: from DC It's about straight edge, you and, know. And
0: what about, and what about, what's the hardest of the hardest hardcore band where you're just like, it's even not, it's not
2: agnostic, Chrome, agnostic Chrome, Mags, Madball? Is it because the their
0: lyrics are just because they're just
3: they the way from they get the it? They the grew streets. up in, in Alphabet City yeah. in the days in, in 82, right, where it was wild right. style. I mean, everyone yeah. was living in squats, right. And the stories I hear from these guys—it's oh, incredible. You, it, it's out of a movie. So listen real quick. When when Gorilla Biscuits came out,
2: of the album called Start Today in 1988, they did a song called Cats and Dogs, which is about vegetarianism, that inspired so many people, including me and Tall. Around the same time, KRS-One came out of a song called My Philosophy, where he said No chicken, no goat, no ham. He was kicking the vegetarian thing in hip hop too, which is really awesome. And he ended up being on the Sick of It All record in 1989, spreading the hardcore reality in '89. Last
0: KRS-One. He introduced the Sick of It All album. What man. was it? He, he introduced it. He's on the album. He introduced yeah. the album. Okay, yeah. see, I, I'm just a dumbass. See, like, K-R-S. I'm actually, like it, K-R-S.
3: I'm, There's other like I think Common. And, and I saw K. Russell well, And
0: Big Daddy Kane. Like you know, it was it was definitely like in the '80s. <laughs> people were talking about. You Know eliminating conscious everything, but KRS yeah. was the first person brand like, new being was doing that, yeah. They were they were talking about it, so I mean, I just was like, fuck that I'm having Big Mac, you know, I, I, like I love you, Kane, but I'm gonna still e- eat some e- fucking e- even
2: porn. KRS One and Sick of It All played at the marquee on 21st Street. I was there, Sick of It All, KRS One, really, yeah. And what year and Nikki D? That's uh, I don't know,
0: like 90, 91. This is I Rapport podcast. My mom has just brought up That's Why my mom is a wealthy retired lady, my mom. Off, off camera, off recording, she said to me, if you stop fucking cursing so fucking much, do you know that more people might listen to this fucking podcast? This is what she says to me. She says, more people would listen to you if you didn't sound like a fucking sailor. These are New York moments. But last night, I got to experience a New York moment that I always, I fucking, these, I see these things on the news, on the internet, and I'm like, God damn it, I'm in California. So I was at this Global Citizen Festival. I believe this was on MSNBC and CNN. They showed the concert. It's to basically help world poverty. So it's a great event. Thousands, I don't know how, one cop said 300,000 people, another one said 500. Five hundred, another cop said fifty thousand. I don't know how many motherfucking people were in this at this concert in Central Park, but it was a lot of motherfuckers. And it was a great day, perfect weather. I got uh hooked up, passes from the roots, hooked me up, although I got there at the very tail end of their performance, and then it was all kind of finagling. Cause when you get to one of these big concerts it doesn't matter who you are, what kind of fucking pass you have or laminate you have. I never have the 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 the, the right one. I'm always the one that's like you kind of got a good laminate, you kind of have a good pass, these fucking wristbands, but it's not the best one. And the ego takes over and you're like, "Well, I just saw so and so and they're at a they have a good good seats and I see them meandering around with a glass of wine in their hand, or a lemonade, or an Arnold Palmer, or whatever the fuck. And I got shit. I don't even have a a bottle of water. So I want to go where they're going. So, you got to finagle, you got to hustle your way to where they are to get that Arnold Palmer. By the way, the Drink Arnold Palmer, I want to start a campaign for the Drink Arnold Palmer to now be called Tiger Woods. Okay, if you're not familiar with this drink, an Arnold Palmer is half lemonade, half iced tea. Arnold Palmer is as white as a fucking sheet of paper. You don't get any more white than Arnold Palmer. The actual guy. Tiger Woods, half black, half Asian. Half lemonade, half iced tea. You understand what I'm saying? Arnold Palmer, just lemonade. Tiger Woods, half black, half Chinese. Half lemonade, half iced tea. So I always order a Tiger Woods when I go to like at a cafe or get a drink or whatever, because I, I, I'm not an alcohol person. My favorite drink is the Arnold Palmer, AKA the Tiger Woods. Anyway, that's a whole other segment. I'm going to put, put in a, a campaign to try to get that drink officially changed to be called the Tiger Woods. Arnold Palmer, you might have invented it, I don't know, but you're out. You're fucking out. So we get to this concert, it's beautiful weather. It's I don't know, a million people there, 100,000 people, a lot of fucking people there. New York. So uh, I'm, I'm in a good area, but not the best area. Me and my friend Toby and our other friend were fucking, I, you know, I see somebody. Yo, I need to go where they're going. So these two, there was a lot of diplomats there because it was a, it was a, a worldwide event. There was diplomats, there was... You know, world leaders, all kind of people. So there was a lot of undercover, sort of Secret Service type policemen. And fortunately, I was in a film called Copland. And I think every single policeman in the world, but every single policeman from the New York tri-state area has seen this movie Copland. And fortunately, they like the movie. And And a lot of times they'll recognize me from Copland, and they will actually acknowledge me as my character's name in that movie. And the only reason why I remember the character's name from the movie is because I get called it pretty much at least once a day when I'm in New York, Murray Superboy Babbage. So I'll get cops yelling at me all day, Superboy, 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 yo, you were in Copland, yo, Superboy, Superboy, which is fucking great. It's never annoying, especially if you're getting pulled over for a ticket. I got pulled over for a ticket two times. Both times, the cops came and said, oh, shit, Superboy, what are you doing talking on your phone? I'm going to give you a ticket, but I'm going to let you go this time, Superboy. Oh, fuck, Superboy, what are you doing making that right turn? You know there's no right on red in in New York. This ain't California. I'm going to let you go. So yesterday, for... I don't know what kind of cops they were, but they were high-end. You know they're always high-end cops if they're in a suit and tie. I always feel like those are the ones not to fuck with. They let me and my friend Toby into the the special area. Okay, let's just call it the special area. So I go into the special area, and of course, once you're in the special area, you got to get into the more special area. Giving away, giving away, giving away shit. Giving away, giving away, giving away shit. Giving away, giving away, giving away shit. I am Report We give away shit. Yo, I'm so glad I haven't been sued by the fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers yet, because I like those motherfuckers. But don't don't come for me. Leave me alone. All right? This is a mom and pop organization over here, and I don't want any trouble from uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right? I'm doing a parody. A fucking, you want to take me to court? Go ahead. Try me. We all know that that's your song. I'm saying giving away, giving away shit. You don't say that. Fuck you, okay? That's that. All right, so for the giveaway this week, Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, get on your friends' Instagram. If your friends don't have Instagram, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, man. Somehow or another, you downloaded a podcast, you can figure out how to get on Instagram. I am on Instagram at Michael Rappaport. So what you're going to do is you're going to sing the giving away theme song, but you gotta do it with like effort. You got to do it with like something different than I do. I'm not saying you need a fucking full band, but I want somebody who has passion. And I am going to give away a sick ass American Giant hoodie. Now, let me explain something to you about American Giant. Look it up. It's been called the best hoodie ever made. Thick, soft. Okay. Thick and soft. No Bruno. Sounds weird. And when I say Bruno, do you know what I'm saying? When I say no Bruno, I'm saying like, you remember Borat? You know that, sh- that movie Bruno? Like I'm saying like no Bruno, like no homo, okay? So I'm saying no Bruno. So I'm saying thick and soft, no Bruno, because that sounds weird, okay? But it's fun to say no Bruno because it's funny. Then when you realize what it is. Anyway, just do the math. A sick-ass American giant hoodie. Okay, you need to Instagram me a video of yourself doing the giveaway song. But you need to freak it. You need to remix it. You need to do something creative. And the winner, I'm going to pick one winner, wins an American Giant hoodie. Like I said, it's called the best hoodie ever made. Thick, long, warm, comfortable. You could sweat in it. You could sleep in it if, you, if that's your thing. It's got a, a a deep hood. So, you know, it covers your face. If you're on the low... So the winner of this week's Giving away, giving away thing Must sing my song Giving away, giving away, giving away shit Giving away, you heard it But freak it Do something creative, do something special Do it on video, 15 seconds Tag me and I'm going to pick one winner You know, I love giving away shit So if, if, if there's more than one Great performance I'll give away more All right, But the thing is, is that I'm always going to give away shit I promise you, the I am Rapport podcast. I like giving away shit. I can't. I don't have the fucking time to give away shit to everybody. You know, you got to go to the mail place. I do it all myself. Okay, I, I I sign the thing. You'll you'll see when you win some shit. You'll see terrible handwriting, your address, my name will be on there. I do it because I like it, and 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 I just I, I feel connected to you, to you people for 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 participating. I appreciate it. I'm not jaded yet come to me in a year, you won't, I won't fucking I won't give you the time of day. But in the meantime, I fucking love it. So that's the giveaway for the week. This is the I Am Rapport podcast. I'm enjoying doing it. I appreciate the support. It's free. Tell your friends. I want more people to listen and the more people that listen, the more shit I'll give away. All right? Have a fantastic week. This is Michael Rapport and I'm signing out.